0: You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple Podcast, episode 65. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple Podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, How Are You? So, do I sound any different? Because this is the first time ever I'm recording my podcast stood up. I know that sounds really odd, but as you might have seen, say, from my Instagram, my setup at home is um, my microphones on my desk. And obviously normally I'm sat down at my desk when I record these interviews. However, I've just bought myself and treated myself because it wasn't cheap to a very fancy stand-up desk from Ikea. They're about, I think in the UK, they're about just short of 500 pounds for the one that I bought, but it's electronic and it goes up and down Because as you'll know, in the episode I did a few weeks ago, which I can't remember what number it is now, but I'll link up to it in the show notes. When I talked about my morning routine, I told you that I am, I hate to say it, but kind of really lazy when it comes to exercise. I'm not very good at it. And I spend pretty much most of my day sat down on my backside because I'm sat in front of the computer. So I don't move a whole lot and I'm one of those people that when I start working, I'm like a machine and I can go for hours and hours and even forget to get up for a drink or go to the bathroom. So I knew how bad this was. And when I was interviewing Jen Lena from oh in fact, this was a couple of weeks ago as well. So again, I'll hook up to it in the show notes. We were talking about hiring VA. When I got her on screen, we were chatting about the fact that she was stood up and she told me she had this stand-up desk from IKEA even though she's over in the States. Obviously, you guys have IKEA too. And uh, sorry, just don't know why I needed to add that. And she was saying that she actually has a treadmill underneath hers. And even though it wasn't on at the time of recording, because obviously you'd hear it, she said normally what she does is she just has the bottom bit of the treadmill. She has it on a really slow walk. And she has like a little button thing that sits on her desk so she can control it. And she walks while she works, which is like... It kind of blew my mind, but it did make me think, do you know what? It's really not healthy sitting down for all those hours. And she also said that apparently, what did she say? Something like sitting is the new smoking, like it's that bad for you. So I'm making an effort to stand more, to move a little bit more maybe, but just to not try and be sat on my backside for the entire day. So I have this new fancy stand desk, and this is the first time I'm recording a podcast episode stood up. So, I'm interested. Do I sound different? Am I more energetic? Is it, you know, is it any different or am I just being a bit crazy and it's no different whatsoever? So, anyway, this week, quite a bit's been going on and a couple of things I want to update you on. And this won't be new news to you. A few weeks ago, quite a few weeks ago now, I talked to you about the fact that I might be changing the name of the podcast. And That kind of has come to fruition even more in terms of we've really looked at it and I have decided to change it. And I've come up with a new name. And I think next week's episode, I'm going to change it. I need to think of the planning and when that will be and sort of what time of year it'll be, as in, I know it's going to be in the next few weeks, but when obviously I'm recording this a little bit earlier than it'll go out. So, yeah, I just need to work out a few more things. I've had the brand done. Uh, branding is very important to me. I don't do that myself. I have a designer that works in the team. And to be honest, just really quickly, if you ever get anything done like a brand, I would highly recommend that that's where you invest a little bit of your money. Because do you know what? My brand and, and all my marketing and the stuff I put out means a whole lot to me And therefore, it has to be right and I have to be happy with it. So, we've worked out a new brand yesterday. I'm just finalizing it and tweaking it and just making sure how it all looks. But yeah, I think we're going to have a new name. Now, if you're subscribed to the podcast, no problem. You are going to continue getting it. All you'll notice is that whatever platform you use to listen to it on, i.e., iTunes or I'm now on Spotify or Stitcher, it will just change, as in the cover photo, the little image that is of me with the title on that will now change to the new title and the name of the podcast will change, but you will still be subscribed. You won't lose me. I'm terrified that I'm going to lose listeners and I don't want to lose listeners. So I'm trying to get everybody, if you're not subscribed, please, please, please go and subscribe now because obviously I don't want you to miss out on seeing the podcast again or hearing it again. In fact, next week, I might just tell you what the name is and then I might introduce it the week after because I'll give you another opportunity to make sure you subscribe or at least know what the name is before I change it so you can then find it. But if you go and subscribe wherever you are, then obviously you will continue to get my podcast. And as I've said before in previous episodes, it's not changing. My podcast is staying exactly the same. I will talk about the same things. I will do the same things. It's just because social media marketing made simple is it's really, what's the word? It's like really specific. And I talk more, not general, but I talk about lots of things that are all to do with social media and running your business and digital marketing. So I just didn't want people to look at it and think, oh, I don't want to know about just Facebook or just Instagram or whatever it is. So anyway, that's what's happening this week. And like I said, I will give you some more details on the next episode, but I just wanted to let you know now so you can make sure you're subscribed. So this week I have a interview for you and you know what, it's gonna be a really good one I think for most of you listening, if I understand my audience well, which I hope I do. So this week I'm interviewing the lovely Meredith Marsh who is a blogger but total introvert. She has over four million views on YouTube and she publishes video editing tutorials and camera know-hows and all that sort of good stuff on YouTube, as well as on Insta stories and on her other social media platforms. But what we talk about in today's episode is obviously it's so important to have video. We talk about it all the time, but I know it's one of the most difficult things for people to start to do because putting yourself on camera is tricky. And for me, I feel like, well, you you know, I think you probably know that obviously I have a my office is slash studio, so I have the lights set up, I have my mic, I have a background that I know is suitable and all that sort of good stuff. And I felt I needed that if I was going to do any video of any sort, not that I am on YouTube, although it is a long-term, not dream, that sounds a bit extreme, a long-term area that I want to focus on, but just not right now. So anyway, yeah, video can be really, really difficult to do. And I wanted to get someone on that A was doing it kind of all herself. And she doesn't class herself as a YouTuber because when we were talking on the interview, the fact that when I think of YouTubers, I think of like Zoella and Alfie, whoever that is, and people that my stepchildren talk about who are young and basically vlog their entire life. She doesn't do that. She is, she is a bit older. She's, I think she's probably a little bit younger than I am. She's got kids. She's running her business, but she's really kind of helping people use video more in their businesses and get themselves out there. And the fact that she's an introvert is is huge. You know, she's trying to lead the way and say, listen, if I can do it, anyone can do it. So it's a really, really good interview. It's really nice. We talk about some great things, some real practical tips about how to get started and some of the things that you should think about doing. Also in preparation for the interview, and funnily enough, just before I recorded this intro, I was looking at her YouTube and it really is really good There's some great videos on there about getting started and what to use and how to edit. So definitely go check that out. Obviously, as always, I put the links to all of her stuff in the show notes. So go to theresaheathwearing, all one word, dot com forward slash 65, the numbers. Okay, I will take up no more of your time. Here's Meredith. Hey, Meredith, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, Teresa, thanks for having me.
0: No problem. So good to have you on. And I'm really excited about today's topic because we're going to be talking all about video. And as my audience know, because I talked about it just a few weeks ago, video is still very, very, very much in the forefront of things that you should be doing on social media and in your marketing. So Mm -hmm. I'm really, really excited to talk to you about that. But if my audience have never seen you before, if they don't know who you are, can you just give me a very brief overview as to how you got to do what you're doing now?
1: Well. A brief overview. Wow. Okay. So my name is Meredith Marsh. I have a podcast called the Video Pursuit Podcast, where I help bloggers and content creators reach a wider audience using YouTube and social video so they can impact more people and be more profitable in their content creation businesses. And I got started about, I think, five years ago. I, um, well, initially I got started. I was a, a, a freelance web designer out of college. And I was doing that for about five years and I kind of got burned out going from like business to business, learning enough about their business to create a website and then walking away and then going to learn about another business to create a website. So I had an opportunity to take an in-house web designer job for a local company that made storage sheds. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um it was a great uh it was a great place to work. I loved the people that I worked with. And believe it or not, like sheds are actually kind of interesting thing mm. to to market. And so but it really like I think about six months into that I was like, Oh so how about that whole entrepreneurial thing? Like, can we get back <laughs> to that? So um I started a side hustle. I started a blog and a YouTube channel. Because I thought this will be a great story. I'm going to take this full-time job and I'm going to start a side hustle. And then I'm going to quit my job and just mm-hmm. take my side hustle full-time. It's like the classic story that everybody hears yeah. and dreams about for themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, but about three years after I took the full-time job, uh, they moved my position to another city. So, And I didn't move. I wasn't going to move so we parted ways and mm-hmm. i just took the blog full time basically so but really from the moment i made the decision to start a side hustle to like you know i looked at all the skills i had and the ability to learn new skills and i thought i have every every skill i need to be mm-hmm. one of these online entrepreneurial type people so mm-hmm what the heck? Why not me? And so once I made that decision to take action on that, I thought, I need to help other people do this too, because I think there's so many people sitting at a desk somewhere using their creative energy to grow their employers' businesses when they could absolutely be growing their own businesses. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I do what I do now. I want to help content creators. I think that's maybe the perhaps one of the easiest ways to start an online business yeah. to start a blog or a youtube channel something where you're creating content and i want to help those people reach more people so they can get out of their jobs
0: faster or yeah. get out
1: of their jobs before their job kicks them out yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny cuz it's almost like it was i guess in one way kind of a good job you had that in your head already uh, because then at least it wasn't too much of a shock when you then had to find an alternative. <laughs> right. um, but also, I think you're right. The world of online and some of and and we're in a uh, group together where it's a lot of online businesses. Mm-hmm. You just kind of look at it and think, why not? Why can't I have part of that? Why can't I? Uh, have a space in that world because it 's a growing world because we use it, I use it you know we we 're in an online group, so we 're making the most of it in our businesses, so why not in in other people 's places and why not us so that 's really cool. so tell me what it was particularly about video though why because obviously you did websites, so I could understand if you did more down that side of the route, but what was it about video
1: well so i I really kind of took my time. Thinking, as we all do, we take a lot of time to think before we take action. I was a big fan of Pat Flynn and the Smart Passive Income podcast. And um, he had an episode fairly early on on how to figure out what you should start a blog about. Like, how do you pick a topic? And so I spent, like, I would say over a year, even before I took that full-time job, I was already thinking if I was going to start a blog to to turn it into a business, what would the topic be? And for a very long time, I had no idea. I mean, I had lots of ideas, but I was like, no, I'm not going to blog about that. And, um, I could have done something along the lines of, you know, helping people become a freelance web designer or something like that. But I was like, eh, I don't really want to be fully immersed in that (laughs) for the rest of my life. Yeah. And, um, So one day I was, I I was driving home from work. I had like a 15 minute commute. So I had, it was like a perfect length commute to just decompress and think about life for a few minutes. And I was thinking, my kids were little. They were, I think like, I don't know, six and two or something. And I have two little girls and they just seemed like they were growing so fast. And I was like, "What, what am I doing to make sure that they're, childhood is fun and interesting and we're doing fun things together as a family. And I thought I should start like just documenting what we're doing, like, you know, basically make family videos so that 10 years from now or 50 years from now, we have something to look back on. Right. And I think in the world of social media these days, people just, they take their photos and their videos of their kids and their family and their event adventures and stuff. And they just like dump them on Facebook yeah, and that's it. And I thought I should be more intentional about capturing this stuff, having no- nothing to do with starting a blog or anything. It was just mm-hmm. like my own personal, I don't know, thoughts. Yeah. And so a few months later I bought a GoPro camera, a- which is an adventure camera an mm-hmm. action camera. And I thought this would be a good family camera <laughs> because okay. it's literally- waterproof. We're yeah. always
0: going hiking and doing <laughs> stuff. Well, <laughs> it's
1: waterproof and it's small, and I think I bought it probably on like Cyber Monday. Okay. Um, so I got s- sort of suckered into it, and I'm like, "This is perfect." So I got this camera, and um, the first little snowstorm that we had. I live in upstate New York, so we get hmm. snow quite a bit. We had snow just this week, and it's the end oh, of April. No.
0: <laughs> and It wasn't That's a time. Wasn't That's not it. Wasn't for snow. <laughs> It wasn't a big
1: snowstorm, but the flurries were flying. So anyways, I went outside with this GoPro, took the kids outside. They went sledding and then um, I captured that and I captured them decorating Christmas cookies with my mom mm. and I put this video together and they watched it on the iPad and they were like, wow, this is really cool. Um, and I'm like, yeah, it is really cool. This is a really cool thing to do. and. They wanted to watch it again and again, like over and over again. It was like a five-minute video. And I thought, I think I need to help other people figure out how to do this. And in my mind, I was thinking other moms. I need to help moms figure out the tech of creating these family videos so Mm -hmm. that when your kids are off to college – you're not like wondering, what have we done with our lives? Is, all those
0: years gone.
1: <laughs> yeah. And um, so I immediately thought I need to help other people do this, which led to, oh, this maybe this could be the thing that I blog about, which led to if I'm going to be creating content around how to use a camera or how to edit videos, then I probably going to need to like create a video tutorial here and there. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> And so, um, it just made sense. And I ha- was, had started kind of going to YouTube for, you know, how to use iMovie or like little things like that. And I realized YouTube is full of all different kinds of content, yeah. but there's a lot of people who basically just stand there and talk to the camera and teach you something Mm-hmm. and that's their video mm-hmm. and i thought i could do that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that sounds yeah. like something i could do even though i was not an on camera person at all that was scary to me but yeah. i thought if it's going to help me reach more people and get my content out there and grow my blog i would just wanted to grow my blog i wasn't trying to like be a youtube star right. or anything right and I thought oh I could do that and so that's kind of what I started doing and um before long I would say like a couple of weeks couple months yeah I noticed that people were subscribing to my channel and so, commenting and wanting more videos on this topic and that topic and I realized oh this whole YouTube thing is like this is a real thing this is a real platform yeah, yeah. and yeah. so really from the beginning YouTube has been the biggest audience for me, you know, even if you combine my email list and Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest, YouTube's still bigger than all of that combined. That's amazing. So yeah, it's fun.
0: No, that's really cool. So obviously you kind of transitioned from doing the stuff just at home to then doing it for businesses and helping businesses start creating their own videos. Mm -hmm. And it'd be really good. As I said at the beginning, I was at social media marketing world, they are still very much talking about video and saying it's so important, but yet it is something, and you must see this all the time, that so many businesses don't want to do or they're terrified. Or so kind of let's start at the beginning. Like let's look at if it why should you be doing it? And then if we can finally convince you to do it, how you can get started.
1: Yeah, I think it's just so much easier to connect. Well, it's so much easier for your audience to connect with you if you're on video. Um, They can read a blog post and maybe if you write it well and write it the way that you talk, maybe they'll pick up on your personality or your sense of humor or who you are as a person. But if you're not a skilled writer, <laughs> then it might actually be yeah. very dry. It might be yeah. nothing like your personality. And detrimental
0: to you and who you are. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And, and so I, I think, in, you know, it depends on the type of content, uh, but certainly if you have something to teach Other people, or if any of your business kind of starts there with somebody coming to you for help, then how to videos are still an amazing way to reach people because the search engines are your best friend that way. People are searching for solutions and help all day, every day, billions Mm -hmm. of people. (laughs) And so when you can show up as a search result, like literally your face, you're the search Mm -hmm. result, and you're delivering that solution, it's, you know like in the snap of your fingers, it's, there's an instant connection there mm. and they trust you, they know you, they like you. And I think it just takes a lot longer with written content or mm. an Instagram feed or um, you know the random Facebook post here and yeah. there. So I, that's for me, that I think is where the power is in video is just that like instant connection.
0: And also I think if I can jump in like authenticity of it. So I'm very much a true believer that One, there's enough room for everybody. So, you know, in our spaces in particular, Mm -hmm. there are a gazillion different competitors if you want to look at them that way. But I Mm -hmm. feel like there's totally space for all of us because we're all very different. And there's going to be someone that resonates with me and there's going to be someone that doesn't resonate with me. And one of the best and easiest ways that they can see whether I'm for them or Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, connect with them on whatever level is to see me. And there is no... You know, and there are people who can come on camera and be really slick, and maybe that's not who they are in real life. Personally, that's not me. I would just be the same. And when you meet me, I'm exactly the same as the podcast, Mm -hmm. as when I'm on stage, everything. So I really, although I don't do as much video as I as as I would like, I particularly really like the video thing. Now, I'm not saying I like doing video, (laughs) but I like the the fact that it's good to put someone on camera and see someone. Right. Yeah. If they were getting started, then what, because like you just said as well, you know, you bought a GoPro. I made a stupid mistake. I bought this really nice YouTuber camera and then realized I couldn't connect a mic to it. So what a stupid thing to do. Completely pointless. So I was so (laughs) cross with myself. So I had this really expensive, very nice camera, which if I want to do what, you know, B roll, not the, my husband and I know how to do B-roll. <laughs> it literally is just facing me, whatever. But yeah, I was so cross to myself. So, you know, have we got to get cameras and mics and lights and all that sort of good stuff? If we were starting, where do we start?
1: Well, first of all, I would say if you have a really fancy camera that you can't plug a mic into, you can still record your audio on a separate recording device. So you can still okay. use your fancy camera. And how um, hard that's is that totally- to link it? It's not hard if you know how to edit videos. Okay. It's really not hard. It sounds complicated, but once you figure it out, it's really easy. Okay. And it's a very common thing to do. A lot of YouTube creators and video creators will do that. So, don't feel bad for making that mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt a bit uh, <laughs> But you can use your phone and I think, you know, there's varying degrees of how professional you think that you need to look on camera. Mm-hmm. Phones actually do a fantastic job. If you provide lots of great lighting, even if it's just natural light in front of a window, mm-hmm. well, any camera does its best work when there's lots of lighting. Yeah. Um, and phones have great audio because they're designed for audio because yeah, they yeah, phones. Yeah. No,
0: I didn't even think about that. <laughs> makes perfect sense, so, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so as long as you're within a you know, decent distance, they work really well, which means you don't have to go out and actually buy anything to create yeah. a video and you know some people get hung up on like well i don't know if that's going to be the best quality but if you're just starting out it doesn't like it doesn't matter the the content the quality of the content is more important than the quality of like the pixels of the yeah. video yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah so yeah,
1: you know you start with that i would say if you don't want to go out and spend heaps of money on a new yeah. camera Um, but also your computer probably has a webcam and if it doesn't, webcams are actually pretty affordable, like a hundred dollars or less. Uh, and again, good lighting is, Mm -hmm. is a key for webcams as well, but yeah, the content and what you're going to say in your video and what purpose your video actually serves is
0: more important than how it's actually going to, to look. Okay. So just one quick thing then, because for me, I think that there are certain people that are good podcasters, good writers, good. So do you feel like anybody could use video in some way, or do you think, and, and I get you've got to do it and you'll get better and get more comfortable, but do you think there's just some people who just aren't good on camera? Like <laughs> that's just not their their jam, you know?
1: Oh, that is such a good question because I feel like my default answer is going to have to be everybody can do video. (laughs) (laughs) There isn't anybody that just shouldn't be doing it. But, you know, I think like it is learning a skill, you know, and I think with anything, you have to be a little bit self-aware and be able to look at your video and not look at it and say, well, this is crap. I'm not doing video, but look at it and say, okay, here's something that I could improve and just improve one little thing at a time. But you have to... It's a, it's an interesting balance because you have to be critical enough to see what could be improved, Mm -hmm. but not so critical that you're like, well, I suck at this, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know, everything I think can be improved as long as you, you know address the things that you can see. And you can always ask for feedback from people that you know are going to be honest with you. That would be a key there. People that you know
0: yeah. are going to be honest
1: <laughs> with
0: you. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, not just mean for the sake of being mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or tell you, oh yeah, this is great. Like, you- Don't ask your mom for feedback no. because she's going to be either like, what are you doing? This is crazy. Or it looks yeah. great. I'm so proud yeah. of you. And it's going to share it with all of her friends. And it can be know.
0: the worst thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you're literally dying on it and she's like oh my god this is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you're amazing. You're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So what can they talk about? What what can these videos be about? Now obviously I know that's a bit of a needle in a haystack type question because literally you you know people's businesses there are a million different things that people do but what would your kind of starting point be?
1: Yeah, that is a good question. I think no matter what business you're in And what product you or service you provide, there's always common questions around that thing, like specific common questions. And it's very likely that there's questions that are so common that you're like, you just kind of roll your eyes when you get it because you're like, oh gosh, do I really have to answer this question again? Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are the things that you should start with. Not because you won't have to answer that question anymore. You still have to answer it, but yeah. <laughs> you can send them to a video for a further explanation. But uh, if people are asking you, you know that people are typing that into Google yeah, uh, or into YouTube or wherever, right? It's, if it's a common question, people are struggling with it all over the world. So mm. um, that is a good, good place to start. And if you are somebody who has already created some written content, like on your blog, then you can go into your blog's analytics and see what are people coming to your site for yeah, good to idea. begin with and start with those topics because um, especially if you know that it's organic traffic from Google, you know that people are finding you because they searched for that thing. Yeah. And so you already have a little bit of Google juice there. So it would be good to create yeah. a video on that and, and go from there.
0: Cool. Okay, so let's say I've got a bit of equipment. I'm happy that I know what I'm going to say, because like you said, that's kind of, in one way, the most important, but the easiest bit, because if you know your stuff, then you should be able to Mm -hmm. be able to answer a question type thing about your, your business. So Mm -hmm. how do I get to, and I, and people won't believe me when I say this, because I speak on stage, people assume that I am uber confident on camera. One I swear a lot when I make mistakes, as we just <laughs> found out at the beginning of this podcast, because I made a mistake, uh, which won't air. So that's fine. Um, but I do. I, and, and every time I mess up, I swear. Two, you stick a camera in front of me. If it's live, and if it's like I've done webinars and I speak, that's fine because I'm just being me, a bit like on the podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. But a camera
0: in front of me that you're then going to edit, and I suddenly turn into this very odd... <laughs> human being. And I find it really (laughs) uncomfortable, which like I said, most people would be like, no, Teresa, that's not the case. You're fine. So Mm -hmm. how do we get that? How do we get over physically getting on? And then how do we get comfortable and confident on camera?
1: Yeah. Wow. So uh, the same thing happens to me. I have people tell me like, you're so natural on camera. I could never be like that. And I'm like, oh man, if you saw some of my yeah. first videos, I mean, you could go to my YouTube channel and actually find my first videos. You would be like, what? what? <laughs> why,
0: why did you decide to do videos? I video? think that's reassuring. <laughs> I think it's good for people. I want you all to go and I'll put a link in the show notes there <laughs> is this YouTube channel and you can all go and have a look and see how bad her yeah. first ones were. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. The, um, the lighting is like so dark and the audio volume is really low and uh-huh. it's just bad. But, um, I think it, this may sound kind of silly, but I think at first you kind of have to pretend that yeah. you're comfortable. <laughs> and yeah. if you're doing a recorded video, you can always delete it. Like yeah. no one, like even you don't have to watch it. If you recorded <laughs> it and you're like, that is, it sucks. I'm not, posting that anywhere just delete it you don't even have to watch it yourself but i again like i went to youtube and i was like i see these people just talking to the camera and this is kind of how they're talking and how their you know their like intonation is and like not like a um like every time i watch the news mm-hmm. and i listen to like a like the anchor person i'm like why do they talk like that it's so weird and unnatural and yeah. Diff, you know, and uh, YouTubers aren't like that. So don't emulate what you see on the news. Emulate yeah. what you see on YouTube or on other social platforms, yeah. and just pretend. Like I literally remember standing there recording some of my first videos and thinking, if I was a YouTuber, how would I say this? Like, how would yeah. I say? Um, Hey, be sure to subscribe to my channel. Those are not normal words you would say in everyday life. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to kind of practice and emulate how other people do it. It's so funny, you know,
0: because my daughter, as most children, and how old are your children now?
1: I have a 12 and an eight-year-old.
0: Okay, so my daughter's nine, so kind of in the middle. And um, Mm -hmm. she watches a lot of YouTube. Well, not a lot because I'm quite strict, but she does love watching YouTube. Mm -hmm. And she talks, she's just started her own YouTube channel, bless her heart. Mm-hmm. And every <laughs> intro of her video, she's got three up at the moment. She's like, hi there. And she puts this like American accent on it. It's like, yeah. you're not American, darling. Why do you speak like that? And it's, and she'll be like, don't forget to do this. She's doing it in American accent yeah. because that's what she's heard. She's heard. That's pretty so funny. Much. Isn't it funny? It's hilarious. So she, she knows how to say those things. Whereas like you said... I would find that really difficult of saying, don't forget to hit subscribe and like yeah. the video and all this kind of stuff. But I guess you do have to just think about saying that sort of thing. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting as well, because when you talk about YouTubers, again, I've got a stepson who's uh, 15 and a stepdaughter who's 21, obviously way too young to have stepchildren at all. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what I keep telling myself. Um, <laughs> They obviously watch YouTubers, whereas my daughter, you know, watches the unboxing and the kind Mm -hmm. of dares and whatever it is, but they Mm -hmm. follow a YouTuber like they, like we would follow a TV program. And and it's kind of really good to hear you talk about it because with the most respect in the world, you know, all the YouTubers I've ever seen are young, really young, Mm -hmm. like, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21. Mm -hmm. They are not parents. They are doing you know, they're living a certain life, they're behaving a certain way. And it's kind of Mm -hmm. reassuring to hear that, you know, you're going on and you're doing it. You're a mom, you're obviously, you know, a bit older, you're, and you found a way to make it work for you. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be one of those crazy, crazy, crazy YouTuber type people in order to take advantage of YouTube for sure. And that's why like, I have, Transition from referring to myself as a YouTuber, and I say that I'm a YouTube creator because yeah. I think there's a there's yeah. a little bit of difference. <laughs> They're going to be like
0: she's going to come in on a skateboard yes. with like <laughs> it's, it's some crazy yep. stuff. Yep. Like yep. yeah, it, there is it, there is this kind of. Uh, When you think about YouTubers, I think about Zoella and Mm -hmm. Alfie and all these kind of like, uh, I don't really know these people. This is just what I've picked up from listening to people. Um, But yeah, you know, you think about them. So it's cool. But so let's say I'm just starting out. I don't necessarily want to start on a YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. but I want to start doing video. What would I be doing? Is there somewhere that you would suggest I did it if I didn't want to do it on YouTube or the type of video or does it make a difference?
1: I think for sure, Instagram stories is uh, probably the easiest place.
0: I love Instagram
1: stories. Yeah. yeah. And even Facebook stories, which I don't know if people, I don't know what's happening there, but they seem to keep pushing Facebook stories yeah. in my feed. So yeah. um, so same thing. If you're not into Instagram, you could do this on Facebook. I think that's the easiest thing. And, you know, just like just like if you're recording into a camera, if it doesn't come out right, just, don't post it, just redo yeah. it. You know, I'm used to talking to a camera now and I still will sometimes record an Instagram story like 10 times before I post yeah. it because Four you know, times. you only have 15 seconds, and usually something I need to say is like 17 seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> so and I you, know, and you
0: takes- do, I'm a terrible yeah. critic of myself. So I will I yeah. will literally re-record, re-record. But the best ones I find are literally the ones where I just start and go and then mm-hmm. just post, you know, yeah. rather than if I try and be too considered, that's when I mess it up, I think. Whereas mm-hmm. when I'm just being myself, it seems better. But mm-hmm. how do I get over the fact then of, even on Story? because at the moment that's the most video I do is on Insta Stories. but I pretty much mm. go on every day. How do I get over the fact of, if I don't look perfect, if my hair isn't done, my makeup isn't done, if the lighting's not right, I'm not going on. Like, should I just go on or should I... <laughs> Some people You're asking that. the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do then? <laughs>
1: uh So, yeah, I will. It, it is kind of interesting because I would say just in the last few months or so, I have thought to myself, oh, I need to put on makeup today so I can do an Instagram story. Yeah. And then I'm like, Meredith, what the heck? That's the weirdest, like, who are you? But, um, you know, with filters, you can... Go on without any makeup and still have beautiful, smooth skin. Yeah, Um, (laughs) and I mean, and I mean, subtle. They have subtle filters that just kind of smooth your skin and brighten you up a little, or without having some crazy, you know, dog ears
0: filters. I love the Kylie Jenner one. That's the one I (laughs) use all the time, but without lipstick. No lipstick because that's too much for me. But I have. I wear very naturally dark eye makeup anyway, Uh and they just put lashes on you and smooth yeah. your skin a bit. And it's like, yeah. hallelujah. That's amazing. Like, yeah. and it was so funny cause I put up a story the other day and people always come up with my makeup, which is really lovely. But I put up a story the other day and um Jen, uh, Burson, who's also mm-hmm. in our group commented, mm-hmm. I said I was in a grumpy mood and what, um, what music do people listen to to cheer themselves up? And she put, but you make up some point now. I was like, thanks very much. <laughs> So whereas there's someone, do you know, um, do you know a lady called Chelsea Pites? No. Okay. So definitely go check her out on Instagram and okay. she's been on the podcast a few, quite a few weeks ago now, by the time this airs, and she does Insta stories all the time, which is great. She's on camera all the time and she will happily go on just woken up, hair mm-hmm. is sticking up wildly. Mm-hmm. It still looks amazing by the way, uh-huh. but it's obvious that she's literally just got out of bed. And it's like, where does that bravery come from? Because that is not something that I'm comfortable doing. No one needs to see that in the morning, you know, like that's not going to be great for anybody, especially not my brand.
1: (laughs) But but it's super authentic, you know?
0: Very authentic. Very authentic. (laughs) So, okay. So getting started then. So where, where should I be posting other than Insta stories? Because Insta stories are great, but how much can I really get going on the Insta stories?
1: Well, I think it, dep- it depends on your Instagram account and what, you know, what all you have going on there. Um, you know, I have heard people say that Instagram stories is fantastic and they get lots of engagement and that, and they're using stories to grow their Instagram accounts. Which I don't understand how that works, but, mm-hmm. um, I've had other people say that they get very little engagement in their Instagram stories, but yeah. I think, you know, IGTV is also an option mm-hmm. and face not Facebook, Instagram fairly recently made it so that your IGTV videos can be pushed into your feed, yes. Yeah, which, which is really interesting. And I yeah. find I'm definitely watching more IGTV videos now mm-hmm. for sure. And, and I noticed that because you can put, if you upload an IGTV video, you can put a custom You know, thumbnail image or poster image. I'm I'm not sure exactly what they call it, but uh, so in your feed you can have a beautifully curated on-brand poster image. Yeah. uh, Even if your IGTV video isn't that like perfect, you know, Instagram aesthetic. So in your feed, it still it still fits. Aesthetically, Mm. you know, but uh, because that was one of the things that uh, people mentioned early on when they just started putting in your feed, it was like, yeah, but this makes my my feed look ugly, ugly, right? Like how like how dare it look real? I know know?
0: exactly. (laughs) I spent a long time making my feed look beautiful. I do not want anything to come and wreck that. Like honestly, (laughs) it is hilarious though. But I that would put me off posting it to feed because yeah, it would just ruin the aesthetic of how I plan my posts. (laughs)
1: Right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, with the custom thumbnail image, uh, it kind of solves that problem yeah. and, and gets more eyeballs on that IGTV video. And for that, you know, you can, you can record it on your phone mm-hmm. vertical. Um, you can also edit it on your phone. You can use, um, if you have an iPhone, you can use an app called Luma fusion. Um, LumaFusion. there's lots, a lot. Yeah. Luma fusion is a really robust editor for your phone. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of easier, uh, you know, more beginner friendly ones like, um, in is one I'm trying to think, um, they,
0: there's an Adobe one that
1: I've got. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. It's a, called Adobe rush. rush um, that's it. I, I use it all the time and I couldn't think of the name, <laughs> uh, yeah, Adobe rush, which makes it actually really easy to edit a video and then repurpose it for different platforms Uh, Uh, and so you could create a horizontal video that you were going to maybe put on Facebook or YouTube and then, so you're editing it one time and then you can repurpose it just literally with like the click of a button. You can make it vertical and then kind of reconfigure the sizing or how you want it to be arranged in the frame, uh, and then have a vertical version of it. So That's um, that's one of the things that is really exciting to me about Rush is it makes it so sort of natural and no longer can we say, well, I can't create video on multiple platforms because it's too hard to edit. I don't want to edit it twice. You don't have to edit it twice anymore. You can just edit it once
0: and then repurpose it and you're on your way. And you definitely, Jasmine Starr was saying, I can't remember whether it was on the podcast or whether it was speaking or when, she was saying that you definitely don't want a landscape video in stories or IGTV because people just right. don't want to turn their phone, which is sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous, but you don't, you know, you don't.
1: We, yeah. we're
0: used to looking at it that way. And therefore we don't want to turn our phone to watch a video. So she found that actually, like you said, putting the, even if it was a landscape video into the portrait, so the video mm-hmm. was smaller, she found mm-hmm. that work better than not. So, yeah. or than having it landscape. So that was mm-hmm. really interesting. So yeah. So there's nothing wrong that you see in recording a video and repurposing it out in different places?
1: No. And actually, no, I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Especially if when you're recording it, you're keeping in mind that it's going to be repurposed. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that, you know, if you do say, you know, Hey, welcome to Teresa's YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe. You may want to cut that out in the IGTV version, you know, I mean, you don't have to, you can leave it in, it would be understandable to leave it in, but you could also cut that little chunk out. And the, you know, one of the things I think previously to, I would say like prior to 2019, I feel like if you created a piece of content in one place and you stuck with one platform, which is what most people recommend, you know, stick mm-hmm. with one platform, grow one platform instead of trying to be everywhere. And I think it used to be pretty common to create that piece of content and then use your other platforms to drive people to that one place. Yeah. And now engagement is so important on all of the different platforms mm-hmm. that by, by having it one place and then trying to drive people somewhere else, you're losing out on engagement on the platforms that you're trying to get people to move from. And yeah, yeah. none of the platforms want people to leave the platform
0: yeah. um, to go
1: you know, from Instagram to go watch a YouTube video. They hate that. Yeah. <laughs> the algorithm hates that. Yeah. And, and people, I mean, people don't want to do that. If they're on Instagram, they're watching on Instagram. That's where they want to be because that's where they chose to watch you. And so I think, I, I feel like the name of the game for 2019 is to create that video content yeah. and really use it repurposed, not just promoting your YouTube channel, your blog or whatever.
0: yeah,
1: Yeah. um, So that you get that engagement. And one of the things you mentioned, Teresa, before we started recording was you you said, I think you did a podcast on being comfortable on camera or was it a live stream or was it in, was it in, was it an IG stories? And I said, it was everywhere because I did a podcast. So I had that content written, written out and then I did an Instagram story. I didn't repurpose the podcast. I just got an Instagram stories and knew what I needed to say because I had just recorded the podcast. Yeah, And then I also did a live stream of it because I'd already prepared the content. So I created three pieces of content from the same planned out you know, thing that I had written out for what I needed to say. And then you couldn't figure out where you heard it from. And I was like,
0: everywhere. Yeah. Which is cool <laughs> because the one place I found it, which for me is Instagram, because that's the mm-hmm. one of the first places I look. Then like you said, if I, if you didn't put it on Instagram, then I wouldn't have seen it. So exactly in one way, although I guess we've always been really nervous in the past to repeat content because you mm-hmm. don't know all people. Right. I guess the truth is you do need to put it in lots of different places and have it in lots of yeah. ways so that actually they are seeing it on the platform that they're choosing to see it on. It is funny, you know, I've got some friends that I follow and they put the same photo, same caption, everything. I think they probably just share their Instagram to their Mm -hmm. Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then I'll see a picture and I'll like it. And then I'll see it again and think, I've already liked this, but why haven't I liked it? And it's obviously I'm seeing it on a different platform. But but do you know what? Other than a couple of friends, I literally don't see repeating content anywhere else really. So Mm -hmm. like you said, it's just when you're on that platform, that's where you want to look. And, like yeah. the other thing you said, is the platforms want you to upload the video natively to their platform, don't they? Yes. They yeah. don't want you to link a YouTube link. They don't want you to try and send somewhere else. They want you to physically get the video and upload it to each individual platform, yes. which makes yes. perfect sense.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: give me a couple of basics. So, is there an optimum length of time? You know, is there what, what should I be looking at? And if I'm doing it on my phone, is there an optimum kind of time for? For doing a video,
1: um, well, I think it does depend on the platform. There,
0: yeah.
1: I think uh, for YouTube, if someone's just starting out, I usually recommend like shoot for five minutes or so. You know, there's a lot of different schools of thought on how long a YouTube video should be, but if you're just starting out, like just your goal is just to get it out there, yeah. Uh, and you know, if you have a topic that you could talk for ten minutes on, then make a ten minute video, but don't feel like you have to fill some yeah. imaginary time constraint space there. Um, and then IGTV, I think, is limit is it limited to 10 minutes? Yes, or I think so. Yeah. Until? And so, but again, you can edit, you can create, you know, if you record for 15 yeah. minutes, you can edit certain things out and upload that to IGTV. And so I think what, however the amount of time that your content takes to fill and being really mindful of the fact that people who are watching your videos are there for the content. Yeah. And they're not they're not necessarily there for all this other, I don't know, fluffy stuff or like mm. a five minute intro or anything. Yeah. They're there for the content. And so just focus on that and just be natural. Whatever the length happens to be, just yeah. don't stress about it.
0: So I've got two two more questions to ask. One of them is one thing I've noticed a lot is there's a couple of people I watch that do regular YouTube videos to camera. They're sat in a very nice location. It's obviously edited. It's obviously professionally done. And at the end of their videos, they have an intro and an outro, you know, really nicely done. And at the end of their videos, they always show outtakes, but like, (laughs) but not even necessarily funny outtakes. Like, you know, (laughs) I've done this before now where like I was recording something just at home on my phone and I like some of my outtakes were like well, mm-hmm. most of them i couldn 't publish if i 'm honest because of my language, <laughs> but there are a couple where I start laughing or whatever, so I posted them but separately to the video though, but I was just mm-hmm. a bit like, so first off, is there a reason they 're posting these outtakes? Is that a more human thing? But then I thought, well, why wouldn't they just post funny ones, or why are they just posting them anyway? like you know mm-hmm. I, I just didn 't get it
1: i that 's a good question uh, i I want to say I feel like it's to sh- maybe show their more human side, and if it's at the end of a video, they're in a way sort of rewarding the viewer. It seems silly to say you're rewarding the viewer with your yeah. outtakes, but if it's if it's entertaining to the viewer, you know whether it's funny or not, it still may be entertaining. Yeah. Um, and so, if it's at the very end, you're sort of rewarding people who stayed the whole time a little bit. Yeah. Um, I used to put outtakes at the end of my videos because I had so many. <laughs>
0: If, I if, you know what? Know. if they're funny or quirky or, but it was, it's literally like, so this one person that does it literally gets to the end. And she's like, Oh no, that was that, wasn't it? And that's it. And it's like, Oh, like, if well, that's, you were that's
1: like a little
0: yeah, if you're like being, you know, if it was, if it was proper outtakes, cause when you imagine outtakes, you're, you're yeah. imagining like proper messes up or people yeah, falling right. over mm-hmm. or like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's good fun. But yeah, I was just really interested as to whether that was a thing. Yeah.
1: I used to do that actually. And I had a few people that would comment about my outtakes and I'd be like, oh, good. You watched the whole video. That's good. Now I try to actually, when I'm editing my videos, if I, if I mess up some words, but I keep going in like a fairly normal way, I try to keep that in or even edit around that little blooper to make it even more funnier, like make the Mm -hmm. timing of it funnier which is just like an editing thing. Um, And I only do it if it seems natural and makes sense and I'm not going to take me like an hour extra to edit (laughs) the bloopers, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I think it's, I have lots of bloopers. I don't usually, mine aren't usually R-rated, but (laughs) (laughs) I can usually leave them in. But I flub (laughs) up my words all the time. So um, uh, bloopers are kind of fun.
0: Yeah. And, and the funny thing is like, if people only knew, like, mm-hmm. because obviously I don't swear when I'm on stage or in, <laughs> when anybody would see me in the podcast or anything like that. So it would just yeah. be like, I think they'd be a bit shocked because it yeah. really is like every other word because I've messed up. But yeah.
1: See, okay. that would be funny if you it, beeped it out. You it know? would
0: be kind of hilarious, I think. And the yeah. other thing I do, because I joke that I have the worst poker face. So mm-hmm. I am not like you know, straight face. If I don't like something or something has annoyed me or something, you can yeah. see it all over my face. Yep. When I do mm-hmm. mess up, my expressions are normally ridiculous or I'm yep. just like, because I'm so angry with myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So I'm the same exact way. Same thing. So one last quick question then before you go. Um, one slight selfish question, if I'm honest, cause I'm <laughs> just asking for myself, but hopefully my audience will like it. So obviously at the moment, I don't do anything other than Insta stories, which I adore. And if I look okay, I put myself on camera, which is so vain. And I happily admit (laughs) that because I've turned 40 now and I need those filters and the makeup. God help me if they ever got rid of them. And my only complaint on Instagram story is they're not as good as Snapchat filters. Not that I mm. use Snapchat, but their filters are better. So they right. need to up their filter game. But <laughs> I really wanted to do video. So you're looking at me now as you're recording this and I changed my office so that I'm in a different room in the house because I work from home. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit messy behind me at the moment, but it's, it's purposefully done in a way that can look good on camera. My lights are in front of i in front of a window. I got a Logitech uh, webcam. So the mm-hmm. quality of the picture is better. All with the idea that I was going to start a YouTube channel because I, I liked the idea of putting myself on camera, mm-hmm. even though it makes me nervous. I knew that my audience I think my audience would like it too. And Mm -hmm. then I was talking to Andrew and Pete, who did this really good talk at uh, social media marketing world, which I'd seen previously because I'd know these guys, I'd seen it and heard the concept before about the 90-10 rule, which is basically you should spend 90% of your time doing one thing really well. So Mm -hmm. of course, when I spoke to them and said, they said, oh, this is nice because we we have a call every week where I, I help the guys out with some stuff. And they're like, that's lovely, Teresa. You know, you've changed us. I was like, yeah, yeah. And they said, hey, come. I said, oh, but when I start my YouTube channel and they were like, did you listen to that talk? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I listened to the talk. They're like, what is wrong with you? Have you got a podcast, Teresa? And I was like, yeah, obviously you've been on it. And they were like, are you, do you like an Insta story? I was like, yeah, yeah, I love an Insta story. They're like, what are you doing? You haven't got time to do a YouTube channel. But I did really <laughs> want to do video. And I really wanted to like, somehow find a place. So they did say, can you not record a little video about each episode of the podcast, which is not, that's not a bad idea, but in all honesty, I do find it, I find it hard to talk about that without just giving away what's on the podcast. And I don't necessarily just want to straight up repeat it, but like, what's your thoughts? Do you think I should like stay focused in my lane or do you think I should find a way and what kind of way could that be to do video? I'm asking for your personal opinion. I <laughs> think, you
1: I'm sitting here right now and we are on video, which obviously the listeners won't be able to see this, but no. I think you're fantastic on video oh, and thanks. you should absolutely be on YouTube. <laughs> um, I think though, like if you're, the thing about having a, like a synopsis or a teaser or something for your podcast is on YouTube in particular is if people aren't searching for whatever it is, that you're talking about, then no one's going to see it. Um, so, you know, there's that, (laughs) but you could also, I mean, if you have, you know, are all of your podcast episodes guests or do you have solo shows?
0: I do solo shows. In fact, I try and do every other or that's what's in my head. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you already have so much content prepared. Mm. You know, I think the, one of the things that people don't maybe realize about YouTube, people who have been creating content somewhere, mm-hmm. whether it's a blog or Instagram or a podcast, whatever, the thing is you already have the content prepared yeah. and that's more than half the battle. People think the camera is the battle <laughs> and yes. it's not. That's the easiest part. The hardest part is actually creating the content and figuring out what are people searching for? How can I help them? how can i deliver this content what do i want to say what's my purpose here once you figure that out mm-hmm. the rest is easy and then you just make sure that on youtube that you're doing a little bit of keyword research to make sure that what you call your video the title and mm-hmm. what you put in the description is aligned with what people are searching for you know it's just it's basic seo and yeah, yeah you're you're good to go. I would. I. I am not opposed to you starting a YouTube channel.
0: Okay, cool. I'm going to go back and say, well, Meredith said so I can. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody who listens that knows Andrew Pete and Peter, I'm going to tell them that Teresa's been saying something about them. I will alert them before I uh, before this one goes live. And the funny thing is, like, I do. Because I'm really, I want, I like to be consistent. So with the podcast, obviously, I have consistently put a podcast out every single Monday. I've just mm-hmm. started doing a regular Wednesday email, or not just started; it'll be quite a few weeks by this point. And again, I want to tick that consistency box. You know, I need people to know that I'm going to show up. So my thing with the YouTube channel was, if I'm going to start it, I'm going to be consistent, and I'm going to mm-hmm. consistently turn up and do that thing. But actually you can sit down and record 10 videos in a day if they're short, couldn't you? Easily. Yeah, you could. As long as you plan your content. And actually for Mm -hmm. me, because I don't want to make sure my hair's nice and my makeup's nice Mm -hmm. and then have a few changes of clothes and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But also when you're creating content or you're creating anything, if you are like your first few videos might be a bit hard, but then you'll just start getting in the flow of it. And and hopefully That will yep. make it generally easier for you to then record those videos. So,
1: yeah, for so sure. Oh, yeah. And one cool. thing too with YouTube, if you, it's pretty common. I think probably every YouTube guru out there will say consistency is key. You
0: mm-hmm. need to show
1: up at least once a week. And that is true if you are creating a YouTube channel as your main platform mm-hmm. and this is where you're choosing to show up every week. But for somebody like you who wants to use a platform to reach a wider audience, I think you could create, um, you know, five videos, create a series, right. answer those common questions, and you could choose to never even walk back into YouTube and upload another video, there and still, go. if people are finding that video and finding you, it's still valuable. So it's it's right. sort of a a, a fail proof. I feel like yeah. YouTube is a proof thing if you do it right because there's the SEO component there. Whereas yeah. if you start an Instagram account for some random thing that you wanted to start and then you were like, "I'm going to do this," and you do it for like ten, you know, ten days of Instagram stories mm-hmm. and then you abandon it, nobody's going to find that ever.
0: Yeah. That's it's gone. Dead and gone. Yeah.
1: Whereas with a blog post or a YouTube video the search engines and the algorithm are indexing that. And so people could find it five, 10 years from now Mm. and be attracting people to you that way.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. And I do, and I love it because that's how... When I'm looking for something, I was just mentioning to you before we got on that I was doing some work on Kajabi and I was in YouTube. I was watching people's YouTube videos of how to use <laughs> Kajabi, how to create mm-hmm. things. Even the mm-hmm. Kajabi have got the most amazing sort of their own content anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, you search for something and then obviously these YouTube videos come up. So, yeah. unless, you know, Google owns YouTube. It's going to always bring those search results up high, isn't it? So. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, Meredith, thank you so so much. I've really appreciated being on. Great talking about this and thinking more about doing those videos for our business are So so important. So yeah, Meredith, no worries. I'm going to link up to everything in the show notes. I'm going to put everything in there. I know you've got a few things coming up. A few. Is it? It's a workshop that you're going to be doing soon as well.
1: Yeah, I have a social video workshop where you'll be learning how to repurpose your content, like how to actually plan it and edit it, like like we talked about with mm-hmm. Premiere Rush. And um, that is coming up. I don't know when this is going to air, but that is on May 19th. It's live. and uh, But I have a free social video blueprint, which is a printable, savable PDF of uh, tips and layout ideas for repurposing your video content so you can reach way more people without spending mm-hmm. way more time editing your videos so there's some inspiration and layout ideas for you know how to take that landscape video from YouTube and turn it into a Pinterest pin because awesome. Pinterest has videos now yeah. um, or how to make it look really nice on IGTV oh, like we so talked cool. about and or Instagram stories or even how to repurpose your vertical Instagram stories or IGTV vi- videos and put them onto YouTube and have them look nice. So that's the social video blueprint. And you can Brilliant. grab it at
0: socialvideoblueprint.com. Perfect. Perfect. And we will put that link as well in the show notes yeah. as well. So Meredith, thank you so, so much. It's been great having you. Yeah, thank you. I love that episode. It was really, really good. Meredith was lovely. I had a good laugh. And there was some great, practical, simple, really, um, what's the word, usable advice that I think you can take from that And honestly, I would urge you that if you are just thinking about it, if you are on the edge and think, do you know what? I think I should do this. Then please take some of that practical advice and go ahead and get started. I know that I've said loads of times I want to do it. And I really do. I just, at the moment, I need to focus on something that I'm doing in the business. And then once those things are sorted, then once I can fully commit and put it out weekly, like I do with the podcast, then I will do that too. As always, I will put all the links and things in the show notes, so anything you might need, go check that out there. And like I said, do go check out her YouTube because it's great to see, especially when you do scroll back and look at some of the beginning ones. I'm not saying they're awful by any stretch of the imagination, but it's interesting to see the progress that she's taken over time, how the editing's changed, how her style's changed. So definitely go check that one out. I think it's a great example of something we can all achieve. So that's all from me. If you get chance, don't forget to hit subscribe. And also, oh, I sound like a YouTuber then when I said hit subscribe. Should have put on an American accent. Um, and also do come and find me over on social media. I'm always on Instagram. Please come and say hi. Until next week, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath-Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com.